Check it out. Got this great new book for yeah. Pride Month. Oh yeah, what what's what's the book? Uh, it's Gender Euphoria by Laura Kate Dale, edited by Laura Kate Dale. <laughs> See, we started doing this and I realised a few words and I was like, I know where this is going. <laughs> well, I hope you're enjoying that book that you also helped make. I helped make. Uh, yeah. yeah I'm, I'm, I'm a Kickstarter, uh, a, ba- a backer acknowledged. You're an author in it. It's an anthology and you wrote words in it. I wrote some words in it. And, oh, and yeah, also you did. I'm acknowledged in the front, so I'm mentioning that book three times. Yeah, you are. Yeah. You're the... <laughs> You're the most mentioned in that book. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you're the most mentioned in that book. I mean, maybe, but like, <laughs> I mentioned you in one of my essays as well, so you're in there four times. Oh, shit. Yeah, you're in that book a lot. Hey, Gender Euphoria is out now by the time you're listening to it this, is. probably, unless you unless you're listening to the early Patreon version, in which case it might be the day before release. But uh, There are at least a couple of queer trans ladies. Yeah, there are. There's many queer trans ladies in that, in that book. Um, and, and trans men and genderqueer people and agender people and intersex people and all sorts of other non-cis people. Well, non-binary I people, I don't think I mentioned non-binary people. There's lots of non-cis people in there. Mm-hmm. And, and they're all just telling happy, nice stories and everything's good and wholesome. Yeah. Do you want more, a bit of, of that. do you want a bit of summer reading of just people having nice times being not cis? What if a nice time? What if a nice time for trans? That would be nice. Yeah, that would be trans. Lovely. Yeah. That'd be lovely for trans. See, the more you say it, the more I'm thinking about the programming language for trans. <laughs> uh, so yeah, go check out Gender Euphoria. It's out on June 10th, which is probably in the past for you. Do it. Go, go check it out. I'm very proud of this book. Greetings, strangers, queer and pleasant. I'm not Laura Kate Dale. And I'm not Jane Harris Magnet. And welcome to another episode of Queer and Pleasant Strangers. It's a podcast where two queer trans ladies talk about the media we've consumed in our weeks, and occasionally Jane will catch me off guard by forcing me into self-promotion. Self-promotion at the beginning of the show. Ah, ah I got caught off guard. I wasn't ready. <laughs> ah, how are you today? Um, I mean, until I came into this office, I was fine. Now it's, it's very hot and, I... and, 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 and hard Com- to breathe. Compared to how it was earlier in the day when I was working, you've come in at a practically, you know, spring breeze time of day. It, mm, it's it's, it's um, been worse. It's. It, it, I'm not sure if I should be breathing this air or cutting it up and chewing it. This this uh th- this office is a heat trap. It is that. It yeah. is a heat trap. It mm-hmm. it always has been, always will be. Mm-hmm. I guess that'll be the the late summer afternoon sun hitting. Yeah, right hit, on the roof hitting there. directly on the roof right on top Oof. of me. Um, yeah, I'm on the correct side of the roof that the the late afternoon sun really cooks this room. Mm. Tasty. Ah. But what have you played this week? What have I played? We've probably played some things. We've what played if... some things together. We've oh. played some boarded games. Tell me about some of the boarded games we've played. Uh, we played Railroad Inc. Challenge... Some, like, Bright Sunshine Yellow or something? Yeah, yeah. I'll see if something I can yellow. find the official name of it. But basically Bright Sunshine Shine- Yellow. I think it's like Shining Yellow. So uh, it is yeah, like, shining yellow. Yeah, it's 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 got almost Pokemon vibes to it. Yeah, because the, the other one was what like luscious green or Lush, something. I think it's luscious green. Yeah. Um. So basically, you could put the two sets together and play eight player or two player draft. There's so many rules variations. Um. But yeah, you you have uh, um like some remarkable mats and some dry white pens, and you get four mats per set and a bunch of um. 
Blah. Cards that will give you like um, challenges to do, like uh, try and connect all of your exits up, or as many exits as possible, or try and make an exit on one side of the board to the other side of the board, or try and build um, stations on yeah. f- one continuous piece of yeah. Get uh, as many connected network. stations as possible. Uh, so you have the, this grid. It's uh, what six, uh, like seven by seven, I think. Yeah, something like that. And you've got um, entrances at three points along each side. Yep. And some of them will be roads, and some of them will be trains. Yep. And you have to basically roll these four dice and use every single uh, yeah. icon on these dice to try and connect various bits of the board together. Yeah, so the the only real rule is that you have to connect something to an existing piece of the same type, and you can't connect it so it connects in a clashing way, so you can't directly connect a train line into a road. Mm -hmm. Um, But you're basically rolling your set of dice and being given, like, okay, this this round I have to put down um, a train track that curves 90 degrees, I have to put down a straight road, a T-junction road, and a road that turns into a train track. And, mm-hmm. you know, you you can always start them at the various entrances around the map, or you can connect them to existing parts of the map, but you're basically trying to do various point-scoring things, which will either be the objectives you got at the start of the game, which change uh, game by game, or the standard things that get you, get you points, uh, the biggest one of which is connecting as many of the exterior entrances and exits to each other as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's also spaces on the board that will do certain things. Like if you go, if you put a piece down on a factory, you can put one of one of those dice that was rolled this turn, you can use it twice. Or if you go through a certain number of universities, you can get an extra uh, bonus tile to use. Because you've got a few on your map that are like, these are really good tiles, you can only use them so many times or in certain situations. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's basically trying to make the best possible transport network yeah. without leaving too many dead ends that will cost you points at the end. Yeah, it's it's, it's really fun, sweet little game, but gosh, it gets crunchy at the end. It's like, oh, I need to activate brain powers. Yeah, it can, it, it's, it's fine in the middle. It can be a bit crunchy at the start if you get like, oh no, I've rolled a bunch of uh, dead ends right at the start. A bunch of dead ends or a bunch of like, curves yeah oh everything wants to go to one side that's fine but i've run out of places that can do that yeah and like at the end you are starting to really struggle to get those last couple of connections made or sometimes even just do i have physically a place where i can legally put this tile Mm -hmm. um the middle, you're like, oh yeah, we're all going and we've got all these entrances, it's going to be fine. Oh no, it got grunchy again. Uh-oh. Yeah. I do enjoy a good game where it's like, yeah, this is going really smoothly and really, this is a nice, easy, gentle game. Oh, I have a few turns of having to make tough choices. <laughs> yeah, we. we it's, it's like you'll, you'll probably have a few at the beginning where it's like, okay, well, this is a, a, a minute or so of, of everybody's time. And then you'll have a few in the middle that are a little bit longer while everyone's just mulling over. And in the last few rounds, it's like, no, I'm going to need to think about this for about 15 minutes. And I'm going to need to check all the different shapes. <laughs> and occasionally you'll hear muttering of, oh, no, that can't go that hard. Oh, no, fuck. Oh, oh, no, I can't do that. Oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah, very I'm much furious so. Furious crossing things out. Um, there's two expansions in the, the the yellow set. I don't know if they are different expansions in the green set. I would assume so. It feels like that's the case. Yeah, it feels like very much like, hey, there are there are. If you buy both sets, you will have a lot of content. Yeah. Um. 
So there are two expansions, as I said. One of them is the Cactus expansion. Uh, yeah. So you're rolling to put uh, lakes down and cacti. Mm. And if you roll the die that shows the sun beating down, if you've got cacti that aren't directly connected to uh, like a lake tile, then you have to cross out all of those cacti and the individual cacti are worth points at the end of the uh, end yeah. of the game. Um, there's also one with canyons and you have to like roll the canyon dice to connect like jaggedy lines between they sort of run Ooh. up the sides of of the grid. Um, yeah, it's it seems like there's going to be quite a lot yeah. of game in here. But at at its base, it is yeah. just a nice game about connecting yeah. infrastructure up with little whiteboard marker pens on a grid, yeah. and there's, it's it's charming and cute. Yeah, there's six challenges. You will pull three per game. So so far, we've I think we've we've gone through all of them. I deliberately made sure we we picked them that yeah. way. But obviously, you can shuffle those, and you've got a good amount of of replayability that way. Plus. You never know which way the dice are going to come up. So exactly. There is that. Yeah. yeah. What else have you played? Uh, the main thing I've been playing is I've been playing through Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. <gasps> no. Yeah, that new Ratchet and Clank game on the PlayStation 5. I've had it in the house for a couple of weeks. <gasps> um, I have done, like, I've done a complete playthrough and most of a second playthrough. Um, that's a really good game. Um, if you are in the mood for just like a mascot platformer adventure game with some some fun, visually interesting shooting mechanics and a nice, sweet little story, um, nothing about the narrative is particularly surprising. It's largely like, okay, I can see the narrative beats we're going to hit here. I can see that, oh, that's the, the forced conflict that's going to lead to that, and that's what's happening there. Um, but it's all delivered with such charismatic character performances that I really didn't give a shit. Uh, it is funny, it is uh, it is charming, it is sweet, it is a very fun game to play through. Um, the big draw of the game uh, mechanically is, as you go through the game, it has a really good steady drip feed of giving you lots and lots and lots of new weapons to use that all play very differently to each other. Um, they all have little uh, skill trees attached to them. And I really like the system for how skill trees work in this. Um, basically, you get this resource that you use on skill tree upgrades. However, there'll be certain clusters on this skill skill tree grid that will be a different colour. And if you can purchase all of the upgrades sur directly surrounding that cluster, you get a bonus. So it encourages you to be like, Hey, you can upgrade however you like, but if you upgrade around this thing, we'll give you this as well. Uh, and that sort of shepherds the direction, you know, gently shepherds you might want to do some of these things with upgrades. But if you just want to go off in a wild direction, go ahead. Yay. Um, I really enjoy this game's implementation of fancy rumble and triggers. Mm -hmm. um, it is probably the most impressive game since uh, Astrobot, the, the pack-in launch title. Um, for feeling like it makes really creative, clever use of the, the fancy rumble and the triggers. Every gun does different things with the rumble and triggers. There's some guns where it's like, half press it to start targeting and then click it past that point to fire. Um, there are some that will sort of vibrate with the, with the, the shots being fired. Mm. Um, it does a lot of really impressive stuff with 
the various sensations going on around you, be it, oh, that's the feeling of your gun going off, or the whoosh of wind past you or your footsteps on the floor, all have senses that come out of the controller, which are really cool. Um, it is probably the most impressive game from a technical standpoint on the PS5 so far, in terms of one that I've looked at and gone, this this feels next-gen. Mm. Um, it is a very, very pretty cartoonish art-style game, um that makes very good use of intense particle effects and lots of ability to have lots of debris and lots of enemies on screen at once without the frame rate hiccuping at all. Um, the trailers they showed for this game, the demos, where they had like, ah, here's the sizzle reel of the character hopping between worlds really fast and there's a bit of a noticeable load, but you, you know, it's still quite quick. Playing the actual game, fucking smooth as anything and under a second to load between drastically different environments over and over mm. it, it is the first game on PS5 where I've played it and gone oh yeah you couldn't have done this without a set speed fast speed SSD mm. like this this whole gimmick would not have worked on a slower hard drive um and that felt really cool. It, I never, I never got over the gimmick of "ha I walked through a thing and now I'm somewhere else and there's no load times." It, it felt very cool. Um, there's one level in particular where it's a planet in two different dimensions, and in one it's destroyed and one it's not. Mm -hmm. And every time you hit these purple crystals, it instantly, like a blink, it's completely changed to a totally different environment. I'm like, oh, oh, that feels cool. I would love to see like a GMTK about yeah. this game because like how it works seems fascinating to me. Yeah. So here's the thing: there's been a little bit of um, talk with the developers about how this works from uh, Digital Foundry. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, they are loading those assets in real time. That, yeah, they are. They are not like there's no trickery of like oh we've got it preloaded ready to go. It's like no when when the portal opens we we load it off the SSD then. Ooh. I'm like. That's that's impressive. That's it's very impressive. It's not like um, because I was watching. I think it was GMTK about um Dishonored two, yeah. and the the time travel travel uh, mechanic in that. Uh, Titanfall two. The Titanfall. Uh, oh, oh, I've never played Titanfall two. Ah, um, uh, Dishonored two. There's uh the mansion that you go through. Oh, with the, the yes, time travel heart. yes. And um, sometimes it's like basically they're loaded directly above each other. Yes. Because all you're changing is the Z coordinate. Mm. And apparently that's fairly easy. Yeah. Uh, because you can't really see out of the house above it. Yeah. Properly. Um, so yeah, you just ping up and down. Yes. Like, Sorry. That's fucking. I, I had today been watching another video about another game with another time travel level in it, which was Titanfall 2, which did a similar thing of environment hidden it's already loaded in mm -hmm. into memory but it's just out of sight yeah yeah this isn't doing that this is like oh no we'll we'll put the full memory on what's currently on screen and when we want to load the other bit we'll just get it off the ssd nice. um so yeah that game is like technically impressive and it's very fun it's like 15 to 20 hours for a playthrough and yeah, it it is the first thing I've played on PS5 where I've gone, this feels really next-gen and, like, you couldn't have... Not only is this better on PS5, I don't think you could have done it on PS4, and, like, mm -hmm. I'm glad they didn't try and make a PS4 version of this, because mm -hmm. it would not have been the same. Yeah. Um, uh, in terms of accessibility settings, uh, go watch Accessibility this week. We did an accessibility review. Basics... 
they did a really good job. Um, Sony continues to be knocking it out the far, uh, the, the the park with first party software in terms of really really high quality accessibility settings that hit most of the mark really well. Um, most of the settings that were found in Spider Man Miles Morales, which I forgot is entirely it's the same development team, uh, worked on that. Um, most of those settings remain intact here. Um, one of my complaints I had was that you couldn't do the thing that you could on The Last of Us 2, where you swipe on the touchpad to turn on or off high contrast mode. Mm-hmm. Apparently hidden away, and now I know where to find it, I'm like, oh, wouldn't have fucking thought to look for it here. There is an option to, uh, if you go into controller remapping and then a few menus deep, you can choose to map high contrast mode to a specific unused button. But, like, it is not advertised that that's a thing, and I wish that was a bit clearer. Mm-hmm. Um, But, like, high contrast mode is there, really good aim assists, really good uh, motion sickness settings, really good... um, Just a nice variety of, of options. Um, So, yeah, Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart. Real, real fun little game, that. Yee. I had a very good time. Yay. What about you? What you played this week? Just quickly, while we were talking about um, the fancy adaptive triggers on that. Yes. Um, I've been streaming Resi 8. Yes. Wasn't really going to mention it this week because I've just played a bit more Resident Evil 8 that I've already <laughs> completed. Um, I don't like the adaptive triggers. Yeah. Yeah, I just find them annoying. It's like, oh, suddenly I'm using a gun and I'm used to how guns work in this game, but suddenly I have to do something different with the triggers. I have to pull them hard or I have to do something specific. And it's like... This is just getting in the way. I I mean that's fair. You can turn them off if you don't enjoy them. I'm I I really, I'm a sucker for gimmicks. I I enjoy. Ah, I had to do something different, and the thing did something different. I like a gimmick as long as it doesn't get in the way of gameplay. And for Resi 8, I've said, especially with like um the shotgun, the tactical shotgun, mm. like they get proper clicky. Yeah, and it's like mm, don't I- like. I I would suggest maybe try uh, a game like either Ratchet and Clank or Returnal or something where it's using that for a purpose. Mm. Like, okay, like I want to th- try Astrobot at some Yeah, yeah. Astrobot's a good example, but like, I I think Returnal and Ratchet and Clank are good examples where like they're using the clicky triggers for a purpose. Where it's like, mm. up until the click is one function, past that is a different one, yeah. and it's giving you twice as many things on one button. Mm-hmm. Um, like I think that's a smart use of it. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah, Ratchet and Clank's really good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. What else have I been playing? Well, we played Kiwi. We played the demo <gasps> we, for Kiwi. We did. We we got a little press spilled for Kiwi. Yeah, that's a, that's that's a cute game. So you can be adorable little Kiwis trying to just panic on their way around yeah um like sending telegraphs it's a little co-op game about trying to send messages and packages to the right places by doing various uh overcomplicated tasks yeah, on time so, limits so like the first mi- the first mission was here is a typewriter take like we, i think we divided it by taking yeah. half the keyboard each the okay. keys are spread quite far apart from each other but it is set out like a normal qwerty keyboard yeah. Um, and then it was like, can you do shift? I need to do this button. Okay, can you do that? Okay. Okay, oh, we both need to hit the enter key at the same time. Um, and then we got like to a later iteration of that where it was like, okay, now there are plants growing all over it. If you get too close to some, they'll eat you. And there's flowers that will grow over some of them. Some of them will pop out buttons. So you've got to go and retrieve the cap of the, the button, <laughs> pop it back on the thing and then uh, die. Some will grow over switches and hold them permanently down. So like, oh no, we act- that letter was shifted when it wasn't meant to be. Oh, that's because it was holding down the shift button or that button got deleted yeah um 
And there's, there's, the demo we played had a good variety of different implementations of the basic mechanics, which are run, jump, and squawk. And push. And push, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't really until we got to the, the night shift ones we got to the squawking stuff. Yeah. So, like, the normal ones we had, as I said, uh, the ones where we were typing things out, there was uh, other ones where it was like, okay, read this uh, inform- uh, information card, send this package, yeah. uh, it will move along the level, and you've got to make sure that it's labelled correctly and it gets a lid on it. And it goes in the right direction to get sent the right place. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was one where there were fragments of words and we had to sort of butt-stomp them and then put them together on the page to make a letter. Um, there was another one where we had to go around this sort of flooded room in our little water yeah. water um, wings yeah. and, and like get stuff off, get letters off of shelves and push packages around in a little, like, little yeah. pushy box puzzle. And it's, puzzle. Uh, it's, it's all just chaotic in the sense that, like, there's no huge consequences. You're not going to die. You're not going to... Nothing's going to go bad. Yeah. It's just, I want to do good, though. Yeah, it's it, the, the only pressure is I I feel like I could do better. Go, keep going. Mm-hmm. Um, Somebody in chat pointed out that it's a lot like... It, it's got real night shift vibes. I don't know if yeah, you've ever played this. yeah. Uh, so there's an old uh, Lucasfilm games, not even LucasArts at the time. Yeah. Uh, you are trying to keep this huge factory running that makes just like LucasArts toys. Can get all the, the Darth Vader heads and the Darth Vader bodies. And can you paint them the right color and avoid lemmings biting your things? And can you make yeah. sure that it's powered? Can you make sure that it's turned on? Can you get keep the lawyer out of your face? It's it's a little bit of that. A little bit of like, say, uh, multiplayer overcooked where you're both trying to do different things at different times but they both play into what each other are doing and you're like okay okay you on this i need to get on this yeah, and it's all getting a little bit and it's all getting like a little bit more like hectic over over the time like yeah. a bit quicker and keep going and find more things and something else is going wrong now ah and then you want little tickets for customizable things to customize your kiwis you can put a little and sunglasses and a backpack on them and my kiwi really fluffy yeah <laughs> uh Kiwi's really fun. I want to play more of this when it comes I, out. I am looking forward to the full version of that it game. It seems like a very fun streamer game. Mm-hmm. Uh, you played anything else? No, not really. It's no. been a very heavy week on, on Ratchet and Clank and then <laughs> getting... I, I played more Mitomo. Um, I've been getting... Metopia. Get, uh, um, is Mitomo a thing? It may... Oh, that was the smartphone app. Oh. Uh, I've been playing more Mitopia. The... No... Yeah, Metopia. Yes. I'm questioning myself now. <laughs> I played more Metopia, the Switch and 3DS RPG with me's. Um, I've started reaching the point where occasionally my characters will get into little arguments and there's been little bits of <gasps> narrative drama. <sighs> um, my me kept buying Conrad's um, musical, musical-related gifts, like here's a guitar, here's a saxophone. And then at some point, Gavin's me pops up in the window and is like, Gavin likes Laura too. Gavin doesn't understand why Conrad gets all the gifts. And there was dramatic music playing. I was like, oh no! I'm sorry! <laughs> Too much drama. I'm, I'm not controlling the, the, the character interactions, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, dum, dum, dum. Um, we've been befriending the, the virtual horse who we can now ride into battle. That's fun. It's blue and has it's little blue. red horns. There's, there's, a, there's, a, there's a king who eats a lot of food who is a Snorlax. Because, yeah, um... I really I find that game very charming. It's been a really nice game to just a couple of times a week go on stream and be like, 
Okay, what silly adventures are we getting in now? Mm-hmm. What about you? What have you played? Um, let's see. We played some Canvas. We did. Yeah, we got. Uh, it was in the Zatu new release box. We got the uh, Kickstarter edition, the fancy Kickstarter edition of of Canvas, which is um, it's a board game. You have a board. You have appropriate. Um, <laughs> you have uh, three things that you will be judged on. And then you have a selection of these transparent plastic sheets. And you basically, on your turn, you can either pick up a plastic sheet or you can um, put together a painting. Uh, Now, the transparencies will have, like, a picture of a thing and a word. And the word will be on either the left or the right. And then, like, a bunch of little coloured things down at the bottom. And basically, the uh, scoring cards you put out, the the three of those that I mentioned, you'll Mm. have different ways of scoring. So it might be like, have two triangles, or have only one hue symbol, Mm. or have a shading symbol, or have one of each symbol. And it's like, you will get, based on each painting you do, however many times you've achieved these things, you will get, like, a little rosette. Yeah. And the more rosettes you have at the end of the game, the better you do. Mm. And, um, yeah, it's it's interesting sort of, like, making these, these paintings. Like, can I put them in just the right order to get the most out of this? But also, I want it to look aesthetically quite interesting. Yeah. You get these little backgrounds that you have to, like, layer them into, and then it's like, you start with three, so it's just like, mm, which colour will be the best to bring out my dragon in this particular <laughs> picture? Um, yeah, we had, some, we had some real fun doing that and, and making yeah. the nicest paintings we could. It's, it's one of those games that... Uh, I really enjoy a game that has a uh, system where you, like... Okay, here's the card you can have, but you can spend this resource to get one further down the line that you're not supposed to be able to get yet. But then the other player might be able to pick those icons up and use them themselves. I'm always a fan of that mechanic. Um, Yeah, it is a fun game about just managing symbols and icons, but at the end of it, the the, the context of layering these transparencies and making a piece of art really helps turn it into something kind of special. Mm-hmm. I'm just looking through the pictures of the of the uh, paintings that we did. Um, I've got Innocent Purpose here. Oh, yes. It's a f- dragon breathing fire at a small child with a dog while there is a man up a ladder reaching towards the dragon. Um, of course. Corrupted Beauty was one of yours. A weird sort of black hand reaching out from under the ground. There's um, a, uh, a bowl of flowers... And just a, a school of, of whales. Um, yeah. The whales come in schools? Uh, probably. They're a water thing. Or are, they, are they pods like orcas? Maybe. Maybe. A group. A group S- of whales. Some whales. Um, yeah, that was that was a really fun, quite quite sweet little game. I look forward to playing that with more people. Because one of the asp- uh, one of the, one of the features is that you start with uh, four inspiration tokens. Yes. And you can basically put a token on. Uh, each of the uh, transparent pieces from left to right so that you can take one further up the board. Yeah. Uh, so y- you could end up with a feature like I did where it's like, oh, I've got absolutely none of them. You had every single one of them and you were like, well, I'm quite happy to just take the first one every time. So I don't need to put them on the board. I was like, well, I guess I have to take what's first now because I can't take anything else. 
I mean, I wasn't going to take a thing. I didn't want just to put those tokens on the board. I know, I totally understand. <laughs> but you have to you have to consider that when you're putting them down in the first Yeah, place. that they might not come back to you for a while. Yeah, but I feel like in like a, a more than two-player game, there'll be more chance that yeah. other people will want to sort of move things well, and there will be a bit more... Yeah. A bit more competition. Yeah, and, and a bit more sort of movement in that aspect of the yeah. game. Um, but yeah, we've got the Kickstarter tradition, so we've got wooden wooden rosettes and little wooden easels that you can <gasps> Those display. Those easels are adorable. <laughs> uh, you can display your painting on when you're when you're scoring it. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was, that that was a fun little game, and I look forward to playing that with more people and just more because it's it's. It's even got a hook on the back of the box, so you can just display the box. It looks like a little canvas print. It doesn't have, um, it doesn't have like the name of the game printed on the front of the box. Yeah. So it's just this really beautiful, like oil painting with like these beautiful orange <laughs> hues. So if you run out of space on your board game shelf, this is at least one that you can just pop a nail in the wall and oh. stick it there. Ha- have an art game instead. An yeah. art game that is an art game. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, did you play anything else this week? We played Red Rising, which <gasps> is also a board game. We did! Uh, this is the last one from the Zatu box this month. Um, you Apparently this is based on a book series. I I don't know, I've never heard of it. I don't know, but there's a rainbow on the box, so I'm going to assume it's about the gay people taking over. I guess so. <laughs> uh, the, but apparently it's about a society where... It's divided up into like fourteen casts, oh. and there. I'm assuming that that's where the colours come from. That they're divided that way, and the gay people rule them all because of the rainbow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, and basically you have uh, four different places. So you'll have like Jupiter, Mars, Luna, and the Institute, and depending on where you play cards you can uh, get whatever bonus is written on the card if it's got a, a play bonus on it. And then you will take another card off of a different section. And that might have might give you some other bonus, like receiving... Um, there's some kind of token that's yeah. quite important to cling on to because it's worth 10 points at the end of the game. Uh, you can advance your fleet further on, uh, yeah. or you can pick up uh, Helium. I guess uh, red gems. Red gems. I don't, I don't think hydrogen or helium are red, but or gems. But... Or gems. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they are. Um, you, you, if basically, if of the players, there are three people, and the three different um, game end things have happened. Yes. Then the game ends. If you have, um, I'm trying to work this out properly. If uh, one person has two of the things that will end the game. That also ends the game. Yes. Uh, if two on their own. Um, yeah. So yeah, there's a lot of moving around of like cards go down, cards get picked up. Um, trying to make sure that you've got the best cards in your hand at the end of the game yeah. because they will give it, you. That will be basically how you'll score. Yeah. It honestly feels like a more complicated go fish. It is, <laughs> but like it, it kind of is. It's basically I've got this yeah, hand of cards. Violets. Yeah, what it's it's okay. What's out on the board? What do I not want in my hand? What do I want that's off the table? Okay, I'll pick that up and I'll pop this down instead. Yeah. And it is about trying to get a hand that is going to score you as many points as possible at the end, but also progressing yourselves along the victory conditions so that, like, maybe you've got a card in your hand that is only worth lots of points if you're the furthest up the fleet track. So, like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm trying to get up the fleet track without using any of the good cards in my hand yep. and 
Um, I'm trying to put this down here so that I can pick that up from there next turn. Mm-hmm. Make, making everyone like swap some cards. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's it's um it's a fascinating little game, and I look forward to playing more of it. I played through it solo as well because it's yeah. um it's a uh Games game. Yes, with uh, their auto aut- automa. Uh, yeah, the automa factory are involved again. Is Jamie Stegmaier? I think this is one of the first major games he's done since um Scythe. I could be wrong. Don't quite definitely me a lot less um initially complex to learn than Scythe. Yeah, apparently he's been wanting to make this game for a really long yeah. time because he loves the book series. Oh. I must make, must make it. Oh. Fine. He apparently chased the rights for it round for a couple of years and finally managed to get hold of it. I'm glad he got to do the yeah. thing. Um, and it's a it's a fun game. It's it's a lot quicker than something like Scythe. Yeah, you can get through a game in about half an hour. Well, like once everyone knows the rules. You can like properly start just chugging through. Yeah. Um. Just like get get a good grip on what your cards are. Yeah. I mean, it it certainly helped the uh, the second time when I was playing through just with uh, versus the automa, because I could just lay out all my cards and see them fully at all times. And uh, there's a deluxe edition of this game that comes with card holders, so you can just like array them in front of you. Um. It seems a bit fancy and a bit over the yeah. top, maybe. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I'm I'm very happy with that game, and I I again look forward to playing that with larger larger groups. Yeah, I love all the card art on that, and the card, very, cards are very 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 good card art. Um, and then we played some more Scythe Rise of Fenris. We did. I had a very my ass. I had one very good game of that. Kicked my ass so hard. I uh, I was doing real good. Okay, so the final scores were one hundred and thirty six to eighty three. <laughs> uh, yeah, she absolutely. I was playing as Fenris. You was playing as Vesna, and I could not get that game started. Yeah, I I had some really good mobility. I managed to get my early mechs out really fast. Mm-hmm. Um. And then I I managed to I managed to get most of my objectives done really quickly. Mm-hmm. Like I I was very I was very near the end of the game as you'd barely started. So I was like, "Fuck it! Here's all my workers out. Spread them out. End the game." Mm-hmm. And I think I made the right call. Yeah, definitely. Um, but we continued our streak of you win, I win, you win, I win, you win, I win. So let's see how those last two games go. <laughs> I mean, if the, if this is the start of things to come, I think you're probably going to absolutely thrash me. But oh, I so. reckon you're going to win the next one and I'll win the final round and we will have had an equal four wins each, is my prediction. Well, we shall see how it goes. It's going to be a while before we see how it goes, though, because E3 is coming up. Yeah, you're going to be a busy bunny. I'm going to be a busy bunny. It's going to be a little while before I have a weekend for board games. Mm-hmm. That's alright, I should keep playing solo games <laughs> In the meantime uh, Well then, I think that's everything we've played I think so I played more Astroneer It's alright I, yeah. I, I think I've got bored with it I'm on the last planet Like literally <laughs> the last planet um, I was doing alright I was starting to ferry things down there From, from my starting planet And uh, it crashed Oh no And lost me an hour of progress yeah. Um, which didn't seem right because I was sure I had at least been in uh, a vehicle which usually says it's saving the game, but apparently that save did not carry. Oops. So yeah, I was a bit annoyed about that, and and I've just sort of gone. I don't know if I can be asked. The last planet's the hardest one. Uh, 
and it's just deliberate. Almost, it, it, it's deliberately so. Oh no! Sure, okay. I could, I, I could do all of that. I could yeah. put up with all of that, but I can't be asked. Uh, uh, yeah. Well then, time for this. Right. So, um, looking like you never know. They're, they're, there are a lot of rumblings about this whole corona thing. Oh, yes, yes, And there's yes. new coronas. And oh, yes. A corona with lime or something, oh, something like, like that. Cherry corona. And yeah, this is all getting a lot worse. People potentially going to be locked down again for oh, a very yes. long time. So uh, we're trying to work out the best way that we can capitalise on the outside world. Oh, yes, we can sell them the outside when they can't be outside. Exactly. Sell them. How do we bring the outside to them in well, some sort of manageable, easily conveyance, not too expensive for us, but probably very expensive there. Maximise profit and what, what? Huh? Well, I, 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 you know, there's the obvious answer, if you know, things like um, daylight lamps, but that's so pedestrian, they buy it once and they're done. We need to have, have, have methods we can keep selling them again and again, ideally. Exactly, uh, a perishable, a consumable, something that they're going to need to, to keep investing in. Well, have you got any ideas? Well, I had battered around the idea of some kind of outdoors pill. Oh, tell me more, tell me well, more. Well, you know, we figured that the people, you know, what are the essential things that people want from the outdoors? So, trees and grass and things like that. We could put that in a pill. That's pretty it's easy. Just, I suppose just grind it up and put it in a pill. Grind it up, whack it in a pill, no problem. Fresh air. Bit more tricky. We could freeze the fresh air... And oh. as a liquid in a capsule, frozen, and just swallow that. I, I mean, it might be a little bit dangerous. Because might be I, you've got to get it very, very cold to turn it into a liquid, but I exactly. suppose. And, and probably, who knows if you should be swallowing that or not, and how gassy that would make That's you. That's their problem. Exactly. And the last one we've been having a bit, a bit of a tricky wicket on is... Uh, Sunshine. Oh, I've got an idea for this yes, one. one. Uh, you know how when you've got mirrors, it sort of bounces back and forth forever if you point them at each other? Yes, but surely you have to get the light in there in the first place. Yeah, you just sort of hold, hold the, the open pill sort of near the sun and then very quickly right. put the lid on. Right, right. So it's a mirrored pill with just like... Sunlight trapped sunlight inside. Trapped inside. That, that, that's very clever, that. Yes, I, I'm sure it will have some kind of effect on the body, probably. Exactly. Well, that's the outdoors-indoors sorted. Yeah, wonderful. Excellent. Oh, bloody marvellous you are. Yeah, you too, you too. Yeah, yeah. Hello. What? What's, What's happening? Why is there a projector on? Oh, oh, oh it's so that bright. Is oh, I can't quite see it. Is that a PowerPoint? It looks like a. Hang on, I need to just rub oh. my eyes and get my glasses must, on. Why is that? I must. Yep. I must be asleep. There's a PowerPoint in the room. Go away. Yeah, but uh, why am I also dreaming a PowerPoint presentation? Oh no! What's happening? Meow. Kitty, kitty. Meow. Meow, 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 meow. Uh huh. Okay. Meow, 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 meow. Oh, okay. More, more food and. Um, oh, okay, next slide, uh, extra gravy. That was a good transition. Starway. 
Oh wow, wow! Oh, that's that's very good use of moving assets. Meow, 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 meow. You can't talk, and yet somehow you put this entire presentation together. I, I mean, you do make a a compelling point for more cat food and extra gravy. I mean, the extra gravy is what's really selling. Oh look, little like the little wave effect. You have made an excellent use of clip art. <laughs> well. Thank you for your proposal. We'll 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 we'll, we'll take this under advice. God, I really just want to sleep. I'm putting a password on the computer in the morning. Gravy. So, what have you put in your eyes? The main thing I've put in my eyes this week is I have started watching some of the. I guess they're not technically E3 press conferences, but they are summer live stream press conferences in the vicinity of E3 that have started to happen. Um, so the first one I watched was Indie Game Expo. Oof, this um, was the, the Saturday that yes, never this, ended? this was... Uh, I woke up on Saturday morning to discover that this press conference was happening, promising the reveals of hundreds of indie games, and I was like, okay, sure, I'll get up and watch it. I had a late night last night, but fine. Um, so initially the problem with this stream is it is a Japanese stream that was being live interpreted by three English hosts. They did not turn down the Japanese volume behind the English hosts speaking, so it was a sensory nightmare at first, because it was just people talking over people. Then, when they turned the Japanese uh, audio track down, it became apparent that the people hosting didn't really know what was happening, nor did they know what video games were, it seemed at times. Um, uh, the one what that's, is video The game? one that sticks in my mind is... Um, uh, oh, what's that Lucas Pope game on the boat? Uh, the, the... Spirit Fair? No. Um, uh, the Obra Dinn. Return of the Obra Dinn. Um, at one point, Return of the Obra Dinn was on screen and someone was like, oh yeah, that's a bit like Cluedo, isn't it? I'm like, Ooh. I suppose it's a mystery, but no. Um, the Beginner's Guide. I think that's got a bunch of small mini-games or something. It's a lot of like, oh, that's a... You're hosting an indie game stream and you, you've, you've not heard of some pretty popular, well-known indie games. Okay, that's not a good start. Um, it was a lot of interpreting things on the fly and they'd very clearly not pre-read any of the material. Um... I was watching the stream along and googling game names and going, oh, I can tell you what this game is better than they're doing by, <laughs> like, a, a real-time Google and just read the Steam page description. Um, like, they were giving worse quality information than that. And then every now and then they would just move on to, here is, like, 50 indie games in two minutes, and we're just gonna go, 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 go. It was stressful, it was tiring. Mm. The hosts were weird and smarmy and sarcastic and not enjoyable. Uh, the the highlight of this six hour long stream that I survived four hours of before I gave up um, was every now and then this very, very jolly drummer in a, in a luchador mask would drum along to video game music, and he just looked like he was having the fucking best time of his life. Um, and to him, he was the highlight. Every time he came on screen, chat was just like, oh, thank God, it's it's, it's Happy Drummer Man again. Uh, so I don't recommend 
the indie game stream, the main the main thing I learned about from that was there's a game coming called Pal World where it looks like a Pokemon knockoff. Several of the creatures in it are just Pokemon, except you can make them work in your gun sweatshop factory making guns for you, or use them as meat shields so they get shot rather than you, or cook them up and eat them for the survival mechanics. It's Pokemon for like edgy fifteen year olds that think they're too they're too cool for Pokemon. It's Pokemon that says the quiet bit loud. Yeah, let's be honest. It it feels like it feels like an a, like an unironic attempt at making the games that Peter make as parodies. Like it feels like they're trying to make a big budget version of a Peter Pokemon parody. I mean, if you really think about it, the Pokemon world is pretty horrendous. Yeah, but like. The Pokemon world has never gone, hey, Piplup, go work in the gun sweatshop. Go cry over a conveyor belt of guns. No, when I'm going to send you off to the doctor to be blended into candies. That's not technically by by the law what happens. They just go to a nice farm and you're also given candy. <laughs> That's what officially the answer is. Mm-hmm. Um... So yeah, after that on Saturday, I watched the first day of the Gorilla Collective, uh, which is another indie game stream that happens. Uh, they do a couple of streams over a couple of days over E3 period. Um, much, 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 much better quality indie stream, much more enjoyable, much more uh, well-paced. Um, there were some wonderful little games in there that I'm excited to try out. Um, there's one called Kraken Academy. Um that is set in a school where weird supernatural shit is going down, um, some of which involves tentacles. Indeed! You have my attention. Um, I would recommend checking that out, there were some really cool little games in there, and then that was followed by the Black Voices in Gaming stream, which was, uh, much more of a slowed down, we're gonna look at a game, like, each game for about half an hour, have gameplay on screen, (sighs) interview the developers, talk to them just casually about the games they're making. Just what you need after the morning, you'd have. <laughs> Fucking hell, yes it was. Thank you very much, Black Voices and Gaming Stream, for being calm and gentle and giving me a minute to actually soak in your games. Um, mm. There's one called uh, Onsen Master about... Um, that, again, seemed very... What What if you had Overcooked, but instead, it, uh, instead of food, it was about keeping various baths in a Japanese hot spring going and like okay someone got out that one I've got to clean that one up okay I need to put this in the water for that customer before they leave because they're getting impatient well those kind of games mm-hmm. uh, that looked very cool um, but yeah go check out the latter two don't get shit go check out the indie gamer expo it's not worth watching mm. what about you what do you watch this week I watched an awful lot of don't laugh don't laugh news slash breaking news yes weirdly on YouTube it seems to be called don't laugh news which I yeah. guess will help people find it yes my but understanding from... is it's for SEO purposes y- yeah but they always introduce it as breaking news which yes. I, get, I get it they are trying not to laugh yeah um yeah, it's a college humour thing where they have a teleprompter. It's it's a fake news show. They're reading off the teleprompter. They have no idea what the teleprompter is going to say. And whoever smiles or laughs loses points. Yeah. And it's be- usually between five and ten minutes. And um, yeah, it's just a fun little show with some improv and some people it's... trying their best to... 
Yeah. Some people are better at that the game than others. Indeed they are. Um, is it Katie, the blonde yes, one? Yes, yes. She can stone face real well. Oh yeah, Katie can talk the most absolute bollocks with a complete stone face. Yeah, and then you've got Grant, who clearly has a humiliation kink. <laughs> yeah, I've yeah. now watched that episode twice, and it's like... Mm-hmm. Yes, for anyone who's not watched um, College Humor or specifically Dropout content... um. Grant O'Brien, it's very clear that he will do anything to be the centre of attention, no matter how embarrassing, and perhaps more so if it's embarrassing. Mm. Um, and I mean, look, go go you, you've managed to monetize your, your humiliation kink into, oh, heck yeah. into a profitable comedy career. I respect the hell out of that. <laughs> yeah, there, there's, there's a skit they do on College Humor as well about... Um people being kidnapped and that is their kink <laughs> um and basically just upsetting their kidnapper by being like mm, yes time to chat oh you're going to cut my thumb off mm. yeah oh th- there's one of the um game changers episodes yes. in which um grant like just off the top of my head grant drinks water out of a toilet yep um goes and chats up a stranger on the on the street yep. um i'm like yeah yeah you you like it, don't you? I, I get the impression you like it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's what I got from watching a lot of breaking news. Um, and it it made me want to do more Stone Monkey Radio. Do more Stone Monkey Radio! If I had time. I mean... Uh, I, mean you... I get so much... You're going to have several days coming up where I am just absent for most of the day for several days. Mm-hmm. There is that. You'll have lots of uninterrupted time. Mm-hmm. It's true. Uh, yeah, I have so- I have some thoughts about things I would like to do of like slightly more improv stuff. Mainly because it takes less preparation. tee hee But more editing. <laughs> um, especially if you want to still want to make it funny. But yeah, um, that that is the thing I watched. What about you? I've not really watched anything else. Um, watched lots of TikToks. That's about all my yeah. brain had in me. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a soothing, tic- soothing queer TikTok compilation. Yeah, it's it's been one of those. The humidity has rolled in, and my brain <sighs> has limited energy. Please just put short comedy in my brain. Yep. It's been uh, hay fever and and humidity recently. Yeah. Like the other day, like I was like, oh god, it's so humid, it's so humid. Oh god, am I dying? Have I got the Rona? Oh god, oh god. No, I I seem to be fine. It's fine. <laughs> Stop panicking. It hasn't been this warm for a while. It's okay. You'll be fine. Yeah. Um, what else have I? Well, I'm sure I've watched other things. Uh, you've apparently watched comic artists are waging a war. Yes. Whatever that is. Uh, so apparently there is uh an. I was gonna say a game. A whole thing? A, a championship amongst comic book artists uh, called uh, Rayuba. Right. And basically it is a, a, a world created by a bunch of artists. People sign up for it. They present a, a hero character. They will be assigned to a team. Yeah. Of, of one team or the other. And I think like once a week or once a month you are like told... Uh, where you have to go, yeah, and you will be assigned an opponent from the opposing <gasps> team, 
and you have to draw a comic panel about that location <gasps> and your fight with that other character. Oh, shit. Um, and they will draw a character and that will be judged by a panel of three. And whoever wins, uh, that that is accepted as the canon. <gasps> oh. So that piece of art goes into like the big collection of, of, of everything that has ever happened in this world. And like and there are certain items that you can get yeah. and if like if one of them is like this is this is a death match now you will die if we have this match while i'm holding this hammer <laughs> or one of us has this hammer in this fight um yeah it's it's fascinating there was a um a people make games video about it mm. And um, yeah, it's been sort of hovering in my in my uh, suggested videos box for a little for like a week, and eventually I was like, "Fine, I will watch the weird pink blue chess map thing game." And I was fascinated, and I was, yeah. apparently there is like a a community made uh, like ease of use version, like you can read the history fairly easily about everything that's happened and and look at the comics. And uh, yeah, there's the thing, and apparently, like, there are spaces regularly mm. if people want to go and join in and and create a thing and and dedicate some time to that. That sounds really cool. It really does. Forget Blazeball. I want to see cool artists <laughs> do cool comic books. Oh, as a side note, um, I don't have the name of it on hand, but I started listening to a Blazeball <sighs> podcast. Oh, I I have no interest in continuing to play, but I want to know what's going on in that world. So I'm basically half an hour a week of. Hey, what's new with Blazeball? Oh heck. Gimme give gimme give them scoops. Yeah. Let me learn about this fake sport. More about the Blazeball. Yeah, I wanna listen to a bit more of it before I name name check it on the podcast and talk about it more, but mm. yeah, I found I think I found a good Blazeball podcast. Oh heck. Uh well that's everything I've watched that's this week. Everything I watched. Well then time for this. Time for this. We've got a new sponsor. Who's our new sponsor? Well, do you like the gays, TM? I I am one of those. Yes, You're one of the gays. TM. I'm I'm happy to be a one of them. And do you? I are you into the, all the the rainbows? I I do on occasion wear a garish rainbow during the gay month. Flags. I sometimes will wave a flag. Yes. A variety of flags in different flavors. I have been known to do this. Yes. Mm-hmm. And necklace, jewelry, whistles, uh, fluffies, uh, 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 shoes. Uh, that's a lot. Some of those enamel pins. Uh, sometimes regular pins. Sometimes so on patches. Uh, occasionally. Uh, those little crayons that are just like a rainbow that you can just swipe across yourself. I mean, look, if I'm already drunk and at pride, sure. Rainbow labels for your beers, wines, and spirits. Uh, I'm 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 lost. What's happening? Rainbow Rizzlers. Uh, w- wait. Why would I need that? Uh, like one of those like fluffy uh worm on a string things, but it's on a stick and it's neon. I feel like we're getting off 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 track. Is a is a gay person trying to sell us stuff? You'd think so. Uh, this week's sponsor is officialprideMerch.lol.net.com. Okay. Uh, it is a website made by cis straight people who are ready to sell you totally up to date and well researched pride merch. Aha! Uh-huh. Did we Google what the flags will mean? Will we donate any of the money to charity or for the gays? Shh. I mean, I mean, I'm I'm looking right now. The that Progress Pride flag knockoff um is entirely not correct. 
and I'm pretty sure that's a straight pride flag they've got there. Ooh. Um, oh, that's just a thin blue line cop flag, and that's the trains flag. Oh, that's well, that train's train, rights. The train trains rights. Trains rights. I mean, I would celebrate trains rights, but I don't think that that's what they were going for. I don't think they were trying to sell to me. And I'm pretty sure that one's Puerto Rico. Oh wow. Well. Oh. This Pride Month, go, 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 don't support our sponsor. Go support actual queer people. Actual queer people. There's yeah. many people with an Etsy. Indeed. Don't, 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 don't. Don't do don't. it. Don't do it. Don't, per- don't perpetuate weird street vendor culture. Don't go to uh, officialpridemerch.lol.net.com and do not enter the code QMPS170 for... I don't. I can't even tell from this copy what you get for that. Um, I. Mm. Right. Yeah. Like it's very non-specific. It's like I, it, enter the code. It, here it, is your code. It, it almost implies that like you will you will be gay if you use the code. It it implies that you'll be gay, gay and they will know that we sent you. Oh uh, well. But nothing else. Huh. Ha. Huh. D- don't. Don't. Just, just don't. Just don't. No. Inside the boardroom of Electronic Active Softworks. Hi. Hi. So, E3, it's happening. Yeah. We're back in this part of the year. Yeah, money hype. Exactly. How can we squeeze money out of people? You know, it's that time of year. New money hype. What so, have we got? I, I got some uh, I got some questions. We want to win E3, quote unquote. We want Every everyone to be damn year. Exactly. We want to get people most hype about our shit. But I don't want to spend any money because money is expensive. That's money yeah. that I could have in my bonus. Yeah. So I'm trying to think of ways that we can get people hype at E3 this year without me spending more money. So here's what I got. Here's what I got to start. Maybe we just announced some games that we don't intend to ever even start making. Right. We, 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 you know, we put up a fancy logo on screen and go like, oh, it's so early in development, it's only a logo, but it's happening. Get hype. Get hype for logo. Yeah, exactly. I think if we do like, you know, we can, we can maybe like 50-50 alternate our conference so it's like actual game logo actual game logo yeah i mean we could drag that out especially if it's like a slow fade in with like dramatic music behind it yeah we could use the same orchestra swell every time and it'd be like yeah exactly it's coming uh next idea i've got what? um we take old games everyone's forgotten about we go find yeah. really shitty old games that like the licenses have expired they're all shareware and we announce them as if they're new, brand new indie games that we are uh, publishing out of the goodness of our heart, you see. Yeah, because if there's one thing we know about indie games, right, it's the whole thing about how uh, they look, you know, really crappy and yeah, uh, like, exactly. all pixely and stuff. And old games, they look all pixely. Exactly. If we just put up an old, shitty, pixely game and say, uh, indie made this, we helped, we, we gave them money to do it, yeah. they'll, they'll fucking eat it up. Yeah, looking forward to that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and I got one last idea. Let sure, me know what sure. you think about this one. We could launch a make a video game for us competition. And right. the prize is that your video game gets to get released by us. And we don't have to do any work. So they, they we, we host the competition yeah. and um, obviously we're going to do the whole thing where it's like we own... Oh yeah, 100% of everything you submit is ours. Yeah, intellectual property, sequels... Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, moral rights, all Yeah, ours. exactly. All you, It's like you never made it. We you, made it legally. You are a fucking genius. I know. 
So, huh, what have you put in your ears? I have put a bunch of music in my ears. Music uh, in from, your ears? From bands that have that are trans-fronted. So, Yay. from people of the band are trans people. <laughs> Should I just go through all the music I've listened yes. to in a big, big list? Um, I listened to The Tide by R-V-I-V-R. Uh, queer punk, really lovely sort of melodic vocal line, very upbeat and bouncy punk, uh, lyrically about being unapologetically your loony self and not hiding parts of yourself away for fear of repercussions. It's punk you can dance and smile to. The band seem like they're having a lot of fun playing. Yeah. Um, I listened to Precious and Perfect by Sportsbra. Uh, very sort of 80s rock, slightly distant, ethereal sound to it. Uh, very radio-friendly sound. Feels like the kind of rock that your hipster friend would listen to without the music itself being pretentious. Um, Blue Eyes White Yeti by I Met a Yeti. Uh, rock that sounds... Uh, that sort of plays around a lot with time signature changes and deliberate pauses and unexpected uh, changes in flow to the guitar. Lots of very powerful riffs and heavy power chords. Very good track. Uh, I Don't Want To by Mal Bloom. Uh, fun, light-hearted sort of... Best term I've got for it is road trip rock. Uh, lots of chill downtime in the track. Like, it's not super intense. About being a little bit of a mental health wreck sometimes and that being okay and not beating yourself up over it. Um, nice, nice chill track. Uh, I listened to You're All Scotch and No Soda by Sarah and the Safe Word. Uh, very Panic at the Disco-esque sound in that it's clearly rock music, like sort of mid-2000s-y pop-punk rock, um, but with like trumpet and violin sounds layered in. Um, the vocal line is a lot more like direct and almost spoken word than something like a Panic at the Disco, but the trumpets and violins in rock music sound is definitely there. Mm. Um it's got a really nice mix of strings and brass and almost sounds a little bit scar in places and a little mm. bit lost lost from lots of sounds from prior decades used to sort of play around with. Nice. Um wouldn't wouldn't go amiss in a venue with people wearing pinstripes. Um <laughs> I listened to Trans Girls Need Guns by Flummox. Very chaotic speed metal. Ooh. Um, lyrically very much if cops and bigots are gonna kill us in the streets, then fuck it. We'll physically violently fight back if forced. Very power fantasy turning the tables on violent oppressors kind of uh, speed metal. Um, the album art is a cop beaten up on the floor, ball gag in a mouth on a, li on a leash, uh, with a trans woman s stepping on their face. I mean, that, that is very much the energy of the track. Uh, there was Vilify by Mover Shaker. Very sort of uh, Bowie, space music-y era sound in places. Very sort of ethereal 80s rock. Mm -hmm. uh, about wishing the people in your life who turned out transphobic would stop that. But, you know, they're probably not going to, so just push on and make your life your own and good. Uh, there was uh, Gloss, We're From The Future by Gloss. Very angry, raw, frantic, like, 80s punk sound. Um, basically about that whole trans experience of, uh, hey, growing up you told me I was too feminine and too girly, so I claimed that femininity, I'm a girl now, but now you say I'm not girly enough? Fuck you. 
It's a very relatable experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, nearly done. I think this is the last one. Uh, morbid Obsessions, We Are the Union. Um, a Scar song about dying and being reborn, with a video about being reborn a zombie, but also trans, used as the singer's coming out video. Zombie status used as an abstraction of dealing with transphobia, and eventually finding other zombie trans people to be welcome and at home with, and to, you know, stand together and stop the bigots. Yeah. It's a lovely bit of Scar with a really nice music video I recommend it's got people a great check out. Music video. That video's a blast. Big it's fan. Very, it's a very fun video. Uh-huh. Um, so that's what I've listened to this week. What have you listened to this week? Oof, I have listened to lots of music this week. Tell um, me, tell me about that music. Let me see what I can find. Um, oh goodness gracious. Uh, Mind Tunes by DJ Fresh and and the Mind Crew. Mind Tunes people, have I told you about this? I'm sure I've mentioned this on here before. I believe so. Yeah, um, so Smirnoff got together with DJ Fresh and some neuroscientists to create a uh, an interface for uh, people who are unable to use their hands to make music. And they, uh, you can like use triggers by using thoughts to like make certain samples happen, and like how quickly you will do them and certain things. And they got four. Um, people who used to make music, um, but have been unable to since various accidents or degenerative degenerative conditions Mm. have left them unable to do so. And it was just like a beautiful chance to, to make some music. Plus also head radio, the thing a lot of ravers have talked about. Like if I could only get the music out of my head, that would be really cool. Um, and I think most people who've ever tried to make music. Yeah. Um, like, like, yeah, just having that interface and just going, yeah, I can, I can, I can, I can do that. That's really cool, and it's a really lovely piece of music. Yay. Um, Ocean Colour Scene, Prophet in Peace. You know the tune. Do I? Um, I don't want to fight no more. Hey, um, there's no Prophet in Peace. We better fight some more. Okay. Um, Dolly Parton, nine to five. What a way to make a living. What a way to make a living. Never listen to that song at work. It's really depressing. Yeah. Less upbeat when you're in the office. Uh, Black Eyed Peas, I've got a feeling. Uh, Bring Me to Life, Evanescence, Muscle (laughs) Museum, Muse. Uh, Rabbit Dog Rock by Mickin. That's a bit of drum and bass. Uh, Take Your Mama by the Scissor Sisters. Take your mama out all night. Uh, The Rasmus. (gasps) Oh, the Rasmus. Ding, 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 ding. I don't know what year that was. I've been waiting. I've been watching In the Shadows for all time. Yeah. Yeah. I am haunted to be wanted. Yes. God. I remember listening to that and it must have been like 2005. I don't know. It was it was getting a lot of air, air time and apparently at some point I, I was in a house where the album was owned and I copied it to my... It- it, rem- Collection. it reminds me a lot of my goth friend I had in my mid to late teens. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, me first in the Gimme Gimme straight up. Yeah. Uh, all by myself. All <gasps> by myself. Um, 21st Surgery Breakdown by Green Day. I Will oh. Always Love You, Dolly Parton. Uh, Lemon Tree, Fool's Garden, Monkey Wrench by the Foo, Foo Fighters. Uh, no One Knows, Queens of the Strain, Stone Age. Uh, the Rosa Goes On Forever, but drama based from uh, High Contrast. Killer Queen by Queen. 
Don't know how that ended up on here. To the end, My Chemical Romance. Mm. Tribute, Tenacious D. Know Your Enemy, Green Day from 21st Century Breakdown. Islands in the Stream, Fully Parton. Uh, Learn to Fly, Food Fighters. <laughs> um, Voodoo People, Pendulum Remix by uh, The Prodigy. Uh, a Crystal Gem, Gem by My Parents' Favourite Music. Dream of the Sky by Miracle of Sound. Wonderboy, Tenacious D. Beautiful Me First in the Gimme Gees. Viva La Gloria, Green Day, uh, Jolene, Dolly Parton, uh, Zombie by the Cranberry, Celebrate and Rejoice by uh, Miracle of Sound, uh, Jet Black Dress by Mir- Miracle of Sound, uh, I'm Not Okay, I Promise, uh, Dream by Psy, uh, I Don't Love You, My Chemical Romance. <laughs> I listen to a lot of music. First note is Silent uh, by High Contrast, uh, Don't Stop Me Now by Queen, uh, I think... That's most of it. I'll double check my list. Oh, I've been listening to uh, Bo Burnham's Welcome to the Internet pretty much on repeat. (sighs) Anytime I see that mentioned on like, it'll get brought up in a tweet and for the next 20 minutes I'll just be going, (laughs) Welcome to the Internet. Have a look around. (laughs) A little bit of everything all of the time. Anything and everything all of the time. (sighs) Go watch Inside by Bo Burnham and it's 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 a thing. That uh, yeah, that's still definitely the most catchy tune on that album. It's, I mean, there's that, and the other one I've been humming is the one that the sock puppet does. Mm-hmm. The uh, this is how the world works. That is how the world works. Mm-hmm. That is how the world works. Uh, I think that's everything I listen to. <gasps> well then, time for this. Right, right, right. Everyone, come in, come in. Uh, we need to bring up some new designs and some new uh, tech for the boffins down in the lab to be working on. Right, right. What have you got there? So we're trying to trying to come up with new streamer tech designed to, uh, you know, help beat the heat. Uh, it's it's yeah. a hot time of the year, and those those gamer types, you know, they've got computers with that pump out lots of heat. They've got screens that pump out lots of heat. It gets very hot in a hot room. Very hot in a hot room. Yeah. Exactly. So I'm, I'm I'm trying to help come up with some ideas that we can use to keep them cool. Um, yes, and then I understand that Twitch's terms of service mean that they wouldn't be able to just, you know, wear a towel and pretend they're in a sauna of sorts. No, no, unfortunately not. Well, well, the, well the, 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 the male ones can. The rest oh, of them might have a bit more well, trouble. Of course. Well, would girls be streaming? Would non-binary people be streaming? Uh, well, I've heard rumour. I've heard rumour they're going to start well, or something. Well, they'll be starting with the obvious ones. We could start with some noise suppression tech so you can run your fan and right, like, have right, a picture yeah. up on the microphone. Um... I have been working on something in the lab. Why? Um, Why? A program to digitally green screen a shirt onto you so you can stream topless. Oh, that's very clever. So you can yes. stream topless and no one would ever know. What is it? Uh, I mean, I assume you've got over most of the problems that you would I, have, like I, with those Facebook filters where if you turn slightly and it suddenly vanishes. I mean, you don't want we've, out on we've, we've got it up to about an eighty-six percent accuracy. Well, that so seems that, enough. Right? That sounds that sounds pretty high. Fair I, enough that we can know. we can start selling it. Exactly, right? exactly. And you know, if if it happens to fail, that's probably because you didn't sit in exactly the right position while you game. That's not on us. Oh no, exactly. We uh, we have the, and uh, we, we it works on all skin colors, right? Because I know there's been a lot of problem with uh, AI stuff, and it doesn't always pick up on certain levels of melanin. 
I'm going to put this one back in the in the in the testing box for a minute. Testing I definitely one, yeah. thought about that. This is unconnected. Right, right, right. right. Yeah, um, there's also a program to put little emojis on screen so that when you're this won't help cool you down, but if you're sort of visibly sweating, it'll just put a little emoji on top of it so no one can see. Oh, so they all know you're sweating. It'll exactly. If you're, if you're absolutely pouring with sweat, then your whole face will just be a big emoji, but no one will see you're sweating. Hopefully it's not poop emojis, though, because that ah, would just look weird. That would look you're weird. just shedding poop everywhere. That that wouldn't be ideal. No. We no. should probably take that one out of circulation. Right, yes. Uh, right, I've got one more. I've got one more. This is on the intense end. Oh. Yes. Um, so you know those sort of vibrating, feel-like-you-got-shot vests for the game. Oh, I've seen them. They seem to come up every few years. Very, Basically, very... every time there's a new console, everyone and gets excited about them yeah, again. Yeah, I think I seem to remember them happening like way back in the Mega Drive era. Very oh, right. indeed, yeah. So, what if you had one of those, but you could put it Why? in the in the freezer? Why? So you were basically just wearing an ice pack while you streamed, and also it did gamer functions. Right, right. So it's got all these little ice pockets in it, full of water. You just slip the whole thing in the freezer, yes. and then you just plug the battery in, ready for the thump, thump, thump. Yeah, that's uh, exactly. I see no problem with mixing water and electricity. It sounds like a good plan to me. Well, exactly. Well, I mean, going back to my whole solar idea, if everything's so hot, just, you know, a little ladle, and then just pour that over the CPU and just... Exactly. Yeah, it's very healthy steam gets all gets all open the I, pores you see. I, I think we've solved the problem of streaming in the summer i think this is going to be a delight absolutely absolutely so i'm looking for like a a, a fly i'm getting a lot of flies in the house because open the window and now summer and there's a there's a lot of flies about i, I live quite near woodland so that's a whole thing i just wondered if if either of you could could help me out. Oh, oh yes, I can help. Don't worry. Come over. Come over here. Stand near the crystals under the shade. Oh. Uh, how about I suggest a natural essence of essential oils, a little mix of lavender and citrus. That'll, that'll really diffuse around the room and get rid of them, assuming mm. you don't have cats. Oh, I do have a cat. Oh, okay. Mm. Let me have a think. I have quite the solution for you, my friend. Do not worry. I have everything you need. Check this out. I have six meters of wire in a car battery. You just weigh that wire around, put yourself a little electrical tape around the handle, make yourself a little handle, and you just hit them fly. There's 3,000 volts straight up there, little fly assholes. Uh, if you don't want to do that, I can make a suggestion. Um, You could use this rose quartz crystal divination stick, which you sort of just uh, surround the aura of your room with the crystal, and it will gently encourage the flies to see the error of their ways. They'll leave of their own accord. It'll be lovely. They'll they'll learn their lesson and go because you taught them a magical lesson with crystals. I got this uranium right here. It'll nuke the little fuckers. Just leave that out in your living room and then, you know, you might have to not stay there for a while or who knows, you might end up with quite a skin condition. But you'll be fine and they'll certainly get rid of the flies. Nuke the little fuckers. We could uh, offer you some binaural beat audio that's got sort of a three-dimensional quality to it and it'll make it sound like there's you know, the natural predator of the flies is, you know, somewhere physically in the room, but it's just sound. I have got 64 25-gallon drums full of napalm right here. I will solve all of your fly problems. I mean, I could attempt to commune with the flies and ask them to, you know, to, to, to head to a more 
emotionally resonant home. Listen, I I really shouldn't be showing you this, but I I have a special strain of virus here that will personally take out the DNA of every fly and its ancestors for forever. There will be no more flies. I mean, I can't compete with that. That sounds a bit intense. But it'll work. You want rid of them flies, right? Um, not that badly. Questions, Sam. Let's have a question. What's the question? Uh, Bethany Turner asks, Who is the greatest warrior ever? The hero of renown. Who slayed the evil ocean? Who cast the Lich King down? I don't know. Who was that? I think it was Finn the Human. I could be wrong. Ah, uh, that seems like a thing that would be. I could be wrong, but yeah, I think I, either way, I'm going to make it Finn the Human because I think Finn the Human is the greatest warrior. The brave, the bravest warrior. Oh, it's a different Pendleton Ward show. Uh... I will trust your judgment until I eventually get through watching that show one day. One day we'll get around One to day it. we will do this. Uh, Kiri Magic asks, Bums? Bums? Bums. Bums, yes. Yes, I, yes, yeah. please. Yes. Mm. I did a whole book about, yes, bums, mm. bottoms, buttocks, butts, backsides, derrieres, booties. Mm-hmm. Uh, Omegon the Sane asks, uh, do you use electrical fans in this kind of heat? And if so, are towel fans overall more convenient? Uh, I do, and I use a tower fan because it gets the fan at the right sort of height that it's near my face in the office. You got a tower fan? I thought you had a spinny fan. Is that... Oh, I assume tower fan meant any fan that was on a big stand and was I up. think tower fans are the... the oh, the, the ones where it's like a, a, colon, uh, a column cylinder thing. Yeah. Oh, then no, I have a standing fan. I misunderstood the term. I have a fan on a big stand. It's a spinny fan, but it's up on a big stand. Fan do spinny. Yeah. Same um, for you, isn't it? Um, I mean, I I have one. It was basically my office was uh, having a refit. They were like, we're we're sealing all the windows and getting proper air conditioning, so we don't need all these desk fans anymore. So if you want one, take one home. So I have a a free desk fan that I got. I had to um, cable tie the the safety thing back on the front of it. Yes. Uh, because I kept catching my toe in it, but um, yeah, it's 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 all right. It's all I have. I've never had a tower fan. I can't afford fancy fans. No, it 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 does the trick for keeping the place the place cool at night when it, we're trying to sleep. It doesn't really keep it cool, but it certainly does move the air around. Whew. I mean, if the air is moving, it that's the same as cold, right? No. <laughs> yeah. Just wait till the height of summer, and we'll realize. We'll know. Um, Alpharet, living in a dungeon, <gasps> asks, uh, what is your p- opinion on Terraria? And if either of you like it, will there be streams of it? Um, fascinating game that is just not for me. I have never been a Minecrafty kind of person at the best of times, and Terraria is all of the bits that I don't tend to enjoy about survival-y games. Um... It's it's just not for me. I can see the quality of it. It's just not my thing. It's all right. I I played a lot of it for a while, but I I Terraria is one of those games that I feel like it, it's it's a lot of things to a lot of different people. Hmm. Like you have people that build amazing things in it, and I build 
very practical buildings. Yes. Here is a stack of... Here is a tower block for all the people in my town. Because while I'm out, they will move in and that's fine. Yeah. Um, Like, I don't build anything very practical. I've never put a roof on anything. Like, it's got a, a bit of stone that, that closes the room off so that it's a closed room. But that's it. Like, I don't care to, to get into the, the aesthetics of that. Because it seems like a whole bunch of extra blocks that I've got to be carrying around or finding storage for. Maybe if I'd been playing multiplayer, I don't know. But because I always played it solo, I tend to do my best to build a good elevator and dig down to get the stuff I want. And then I die too many times and I get bored. Um, I've fought the eye boss. And I think there's one other boss I've fought. I've defeated the eye boss, and I think that's the only boss I've ever properly defeated. Uh, I'm just not very good at it. And again, I think it feels like one of those games that if you were playing it with other people and you were making like a big thing and, hey, let's all work together on this thing, I would get more out of it. But as it is, it's like, I I got a grappling hook. I got got the vine grapple grapple thing when that came out. Woo. Uh, Phoenix 2 Hi Phoenix, I love you Love you Asks What is an unbelievable or hard to believe true fact about you? Um I mean I've shared this one on here before That I, I played I played tambourine on stage with Jared Way yeah, Is one that jumps to mind I'm trying to think of a weirder or uh, a more obscure one Have you got Have you got one? I don't I, I, Most of the things that I I talk a lot about the things yeah. about me. Ah, uh, this one's tangentially related. It's a story that happened in my life, but to someone else. Mm-hmm. Um, my mother carried the Olympic torch in the London London Olympics. Uh, she she carried the Olympic torch lit for a certain percentage of of its journey, and then lit the next person's torch. Fun fact: it's not one Olympic torch; it's many that you pass the flame along with. If you get selected to run with the Olympic flame, you get to keep the torch afterwards. I'm not sure that's always been the case, but that's pretty cool. I don't know if it's always the case, but I know for the London Olympics, they were allowed to yeah. keep the torches. It was a big lighter. It was a big it was a big gold lighter. Mm-hmm. And my mother has that somewhere. Yep. In order to Ready you to know be intruders. Exactly. <laughs> um so that's a thing. She has a thing that shows like she she got to run with the Olympic torch for a bit. I think for you, your one would probably be the whole thing about the Dutch government or whatever. Or oh something. God! Okay, yeah, it's the Dutch. Okay, I don't know if I've told this story on this fucking yeah, show. Yeah, but it was um, years ago. Yeah, yeah, I believe it was the Ukrainian government. I think oh, it right. was um the short version. A bunch of money was defrauded from the the I believe it was the Ukrainian government and. Basically, lots of tracking back the, like, okay, where did the money travel, which, uh, who's, what networks did it move between, and the furthest they could trace it back was my family home. Now, we do not know how this happened, uh, but it did. For, for a long time, for multiple months, our home was surveilled from across the street. We had our phones tapped, uh, internet communications were, were monitored, and at some point, they came knocking on the door and were like, hey, we are from the government. Here is the number you can call if you want to confirm that we are from the government. We need to confiscate every electronic device in your home that can send or receive messages uh, or that can be used to connect to the internet. Um, also, 
you're gonna be on a no-fly list for a country for a bit while we make sure that you didn't do a massive fraud. So that's fun. I think that's probably the most yeah, so that's uh, it was it was assumed that someone in my household had st- stolen six million dollars from from the Ukraine. Um, there was a moment where I was the person who knew how computers worked in the house. I was the person that fixed things if things went wrong. My mum did have to come up to me and go, "Did you steal from the Ukraine? Did, did you steal six million dollars?" I was like, "I'd be out the country by fucking now if I had six million and the government. If the government have just turned up at the house and I have six million to run away with, I'm I'd be fucking gone by now." Do you not think I'd have a lot better My Chemical Romance shit by now if I had six million? God, yeah, yeah. I'd be uh, licking Jared Way if I had <laughs> six million right now. No, no, no. Consensually. Ah, <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's that's one. Um, I worked on a sex line for a couple of weeks. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it wasn't for me. No. Yeah, I had trouble being sincere about it. What are you wearing? I'm a giggly. What are you wearing? I've just my pajamas. I'll be honest. <laughs> I haven't got up today. Yeah, you got to tell a story. Oh, okay. Uh, I haven't got up today. I'm very depressed. But like... Uh, but also horny, But so. like, sexy depressed. <laughs> sexy depressed. <laughs> Wink. <laughs> Maybe the magic of your wonderful penis will be enough to cure this depression. Why don't you talk about wanking for a minute? Mm-hmm. Or shall I just keep talking about my depression while you fab? <laughs> Welcome to the sad line. Mm. There's probably a market for it. <laughs> Maybe. But apparently <laughs> I, I wasn't tapping it at the time. Which is weird, because like a decade later I would have been very ready for that. Yeah. But by then it just wasn't paying as I much. I reckon I could bullshit my way through phone sex work at this point. I could I could bullshit being like, oh yes, I'm doing things far sexier than what I'm actually doing, which is just sort of chilling in bed. I can, yeah, I can say that, but I can I I really struggled with the sincerity of it. Um, like someone had, had told me, like, yeah, get props. Everyone's oh, I'm zipping up, I'm zipping up my my long leather boots all the way. It's it's a sleeping bag. <laughs> Thing things like that, like oh, I'm wearing rubber gloves now. <sighs> Not because I'm doing the washing up. Honest. <laughs> oh. Uh, Shuki asks uh, I was listening to a um, a non-Trotsky podcast I know that non-Trotsky that's that Jonathan that Waluigi yeah Um, talking to women about video games Hmm. (laughs) Uh, the other day and it struck me how good that intro sounded Uh, I really think you banged out a great tune for the show what are some of your favourite podcast jingles oh um I have to give a nod to the one that Jonathan made for me for uh, Laura's Gaming Butts back in the day. Butts, 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 butts. I don't have the range for that. <laughs> Neither do I. Uh, Jonathan knocks out a good jingle. Um, mm-hmm. If you enjoy a good Jonathan jingle, particularly me adjacent, maybe keep an eye on talking to women about video games. Um, I mean, what? What? Um... <laughs> Ah, uh, what are some what are some good ones? 
I enjoy the opening music to Sawbones. The uh, it's an existing piece of music. The the medicines. Uh, yeah, that's a good track. Uh, I like track. the the my brother, my brother and me. The new track. The, the new one that isn't made by Bean Dad. Not made by Bean Dad. Um, that's yeah. quite a fun track. Um, I'm trying to think of other tracks I have really enjoyed. I don't really think about the intros very much. Um, <laughs> Smudge is exploring behind us. <gasps> Secret Smudge. Yeah, you gotta come explore. Heck, we might have a, 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 petting, a petting cat soon. A petting cat coming to visit us. Mm-hmm. Oh, I forgot what I was going to say. Magnus Archives. I like the Magnus Archives Oh, thing. yeah. That's a good bit, good bit of tune. Good bit of sinisteriness. That, that is good. I like that. Um, Larry Anning and be oh. Somebody ordered cat bread. Oh, that's a cat loaf. He's got, no, no he's got leggies. no leggies. No leggies. No leggies, cat. It's just one, one loaf of kitty no, cat. One loaf of kitty cat does not even need it. Does not even need a leggy. No, it's, who needs a leggy? Just a loaf of cat. Yeah. Oh. Hashlinger1312. Sorry, Hashlinging Sasha. Hashlinging Sasha. Slasher. Hashlinging Slasher. 1312. Agreed. Uh, asks, do you have a favourite type of bird? <gasps> oh, I like I like robins. I know that they're very mean birds. I apparently, like, I like penguins. Penguins, ah, oh, penguins, penguins are very are good. The best kiwis are very good. Kiwis are very good, especially when they're jumping around on a platypus. Is extra flukey. Platypus isn't a bird. Ducks, ducks are birds. Ducks are birds. Yeah, ducks. Favorite birds. Ducks. Okay, I was thinking. I kept thinking, just like thing that thing that. Yeah, okay. I ducks, it's, ducks, it's, ducks. D- duck, duck is best bird. I like penguins. I like puffins. Both are good. Smudge is going for an explore on the bed. Oh heck! Not even I am allowed to go on the bed. <laughs> I think we've lost Smudge. Um, Bud asks, uh, "What is a thing you've done today that you're most proud of, no matter how little it may seem?" Um. We started writing the book together today. <sighs> Spoilers. Yeah. We will say no more about it, but we 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 sat down and we worked out what the, the overall structure is and and, and the first the chapter. First chapter there's gonna be a little sample and yeah, we started a book today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's my that's my proudest thing. I mean I'm also very proud of that and the fact that we're Working very well through the structure of the thing and talking yeah. the things out, and we seem to be on the same page about where to go. And... Page one. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, we've, 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 there's not been any dramatic conflict. Um, not between us. There will be dramatic conflict in the book, maybe. Oh, spoilers! Spoilers! Oh no, a book with some conflict. A book with something happening. <laughs> oh, what could it be? Um, the other thing I've been super proud of is I made a music today, or I'm, 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 I'm still working on it. It's not quite finished. Yeah. Um, I've been having real trouble making music the last couple of months. Like I will sit down with thing, I'll make a loop and go. I don't know what to do with it now. I can't seem to get anything to work with it. No other sounds work with it. I'm not happy with it, and I don't know what to do. And today I sat down and I was like, okay, I'm gonna just. Make some mess about with chord rhythms. I'm gonna make a, a chords like this, and chords like this, and chords like this, and chords like this, and then I'm gonna experiment with this thing. And eventually, I was like, I like that, and I think I can do something with it. And uh, and I know what I want. I have it in my head, and I'm pretty sure I have the sounds available to me to make that happen. And now I'm just sort of 
it's it's weird. I don't often work on a track from left to right. I usually sort of start top down. Yeah. Um, and this is the, like I know I like I started with the intro. Like I worked, added new more components in. I'm starting to build kind of a wall of sound thing. Yeah. Some some various changes moving in and out, and um, it's it's, it's all fun. And you keep distracting me by staring at the smudge I'm, lap. I'm sorry. I'm watching her, her her climb around on top of the the lights and things. Adventures. Yeah, I got all the lights st- uh, stacked on the bench. She's climbing around in between all the light stands. Ninjaing. Ninja yeah. Cat. Pew, yeah pew, she's pew. doing a little obstacle yeah, course. Careful steppies. That is all the questions. Well then, time for this. Do you know what I want to see more of? What do you want to see more of? Social Justice Warriors. Social Justice Warriors. Yeah. Alright, Larry. Alright, Larry. How you doing? Bit warm, mate. Yeah, it's a little, little humid, isn't it? It is a little bit humid, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, uh, you been up so much? Uh, not much, not much. Just waiting for, uh, you know, next, next week and get me my second jab. Ooh, jab number two. Yeah, he's getting there, getting there. Yeah, you're gonna be uh, you're so ready. I'm so ready, ready, I'm ready, I'm ready summer. to I'm ready to do my best to enjoy some of the sunshine. Nice, nice. Uh so I've been I've been uh, I've been I've been doing doing thinking this week. Yeah, what have you been pondering about, mate? Uh, I've just been watching a lot of the uh, the media coverage of trans people going on in the UK again. Oof, yeah, it's been uh, particularly uh, hostile for this Pride Month. Yeah, this Pride Month has been a real bad one. It is that yeah. the second it hit June first, real uptick, real uptick in that in 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 the hate and bigotry there. Yeah, so one of the things I've seen is uh, a lot a lot of talk of. Uh, the lack of trans people invited to talk about trans issues uh, by the by the media. Yeah, uh, the BBC had a uh, were inviting gay men on to uh, talk about yes, trans rights. Yeah, there was there was a particular example from uh, this gay men. I should point out. Yes, yeah, there was a, there was a particular example from the other day from uh, Radio Four. Um, invited a cis gay man, and he was like, "I cannot do it, but here is a trans woman you could talk to." And the BBC were like, "No." And just went and found another cis gay man to replace him, and it's like it is ridiculous. The yeah. the absolute length of being gone to to not give trans people voices in in media is ridiculous. Uh, well, they might say something perfectly reasonable. Yeah, if you look at the Times, I believe the Times has, has on average posted two anti-trans uh, posts every day so far this year. Not not one post by a trans person. Well, no. Why, why would you uh, talk about or in, why would you include trans people when you were just talking about them? Yeah, exactly. The uh, the the phrase that's been used for many years: "Nothing about us without us," and it feels particularly. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's been used in in a, I believe in a few different um, contexts, contexts, and, uh, you know, movements. Over, over years, movements over the years. But uh, yeah, yeah, it certainly feels like uh, this is one that could really use a bit more. Uh, about us and and with us for the yeah. trans community there. It it feels like there is a lot of talking over the trans community at the moment and sort of the discussion happening as if trans people do not exist to have a voice in it. Well, you know, it feels weird that there's this whole you know sense that people the way people talk about it, like oh there's trans people everywhere and there'll be trans new kids and there'll be breaking into your locker rooms and and waving genitalia everywhere, but at the same time. None of them can be found to have a conversation with, and no evidence can be found to back up any of their ridiculous notions. It's almost like the claims that trans people control the media and have some sort of huge agenda that is unstoppable and they control all conversation is bullshit. Trans people constantly silencing uh, perfectly reasonable feminists. and While well, well, they get constant, you know, uh, columns in the newspapers and on the radio and on the telly and... 
Never a trans person to oppose them. Yeah, you know, it's, it's almost like that's uh, utter bullshit and they're projecting. Indeed. Nothing about us without us. Get trans people onto onto discussions of trans people. Let trans people talk about their, their issues. Absolutely. Virtual hug. Virtual hug, mate. Counting down the weeks now. Not long now, mate. Seven weeks, I think. Hereabouts, hereabouts. Yeah. Yeah. Right, I think I'm gonna go and lie in a dark room with a fan on. I'm gonna have a cold bath, just lie in cold water for a bit. Yeah, I need to unstick my bollocks from my leg. Yeah. Right? yeah. So, Laura. <gasps> yes. Where can we find you on the internet, darling? Laura K. Buzz pretty much everywhere. Laura K. Buzz on Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, Patreon. That's the one that pays the bills. I Twitch stream Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays on twitch.tv slash Laura K. Buzz. Except by the time you listen to this, I will be in the middle of E3, which will have thrown around my schedule. But I'll be back to normal soon. Uh, every Friday, other than when embargoes in E3 happen, I upload episodes of Accessibility, which is a show about accessibility and representation in the games industry. Um, I've got books. By the time you hear this, they're probably all out, the ones that are announced. Um, there's Uncomfortable Labels, Things I Learned from Mario's Butt, and Gender Euphoria. And then there's at least two more in the works, but like they're a little bit of a ways away yet. One of which you've already finished writing. One of which I've finished writing, but I've got to wait for some art to happen. And I, it has a release date, it just hasn't been announced. Oh. And one of them is, like, barely started, but, like, it's happening. Mm-hmm. We're getting we're getting done on it. Yeah, we are. Um, other than that, uh, podcast, Pixel Squirt. It's a video game character pornography podcast. Uh, there is Podquisition, where we tell you whether your favourite video games are great or perfect. And Dice Funk, which is a Dungeons and Dragons podcast. Each season's its own story, so jump in wherever you like. I'm on seasons three, four, five, six, seven, and eight. Check it out. I'm also on another podcast with you that isn't this one. Me? That'll yeah. be Polyarmory. That's a D&D 5th edition real play podcast with questionable morals. Uh, let's see, we just had a new episode of that. Things are proceeding interestingly as the party head north... Uh, towards Groibon in the hopes of well, in the in in towards napping, <gasps> in the hopes of finding more information about Thordson, uh, currently in the town of Lankingham, and investigating all of the steam. Ooh. Wink. Who knows what they will do? Uh, find out in last Saturday's episode, uh, which went up uh, as expected last week. I mentioned. Hope it goes up. Did it go it up? It did. Yay! <laughs> Uh, I also make music under the name Bedroom Programmer. There will probably be a new track up there, maybe even by the time you're listening to this. Who must can say? Uh, I've got a SoundCloud just for this show and Polyarmory and the program. You can listen to those on uh, soundcloud.com slash janeerismagnet. Got a Facebook group, got a Discord, uh, got a Redbubble shop. You can buy t-shirts like my Wealth Inequality Solutions t-shirt. The answer is a guillotine. Uh, got a Stone Monkey Radio blog where I write things. Got a YouTube channel. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Twitch. I stream at 19.30 UK time on Thursdays. Mm-hmm. And I've got a Patreon. That's one that pays my bills for as little as a dollar a month you can get. Help me justify a 76-hour work week. Please, I can do with more Patreons because everyone is really feeling the squeeze right now. So the few that I do have, really having to drop those donations. So if you, if you can spare a dollar, I would really appreciate it. And for $10 a month, you can get early <gasps> access to Queer and Pleasant Strangers and anything else that I happen to put up on there. Um, 
usually polyamory goes up as well. Uh, that, I think, is everything. All my links can be found at streamerlinks.com slash janiac, that's J-A-N-E-I-A-C. My Patreon is Stoned Monkey Radio. <sighs> Laura, <gasps> sing out, please, darling. Until next time, be a stranger. Mm-hmm.